0: Today's episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. Welcome everybody to the Republic of Football. I'm your host, Shahan J. Roger, the college football insider at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You can find all of our work at texfootball.com. You can find our magazine in stores on bookshelves now or at textfootballcom slash subscribe. And I'll tell you what, it really helps us when you subscribe. But you can also follow us on Facebook, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, on Twitter at DCTF, on Instagram Dave Campbell's. And we've got a great show for you today. We've got interviews with North Texas Offensive Coordinator Bodie Reeder. We've got another interview that Greg Tepper did at coaching school with Texas a Commerce Coach David Bailiff, a man who knows football in the state better than almost anybody. But first, we've got the most special guest we've ever had on this program, my wife, Bargavi, now Raja. Bargavi, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. We are on location today in San Antonio, Texas at the Fairfield Inn near the Alamo, which we will hopefully go and see later today, maybe, who knows, and uh, we're down here because actually I have a couple of interviews set up. Uh, I talked earlier today with Eric Morris over at at Incarnate Word, excuse me, and then I'm going to UTSA tomorrow to go talk to Frank Wilson and the staff over there. Got a chance to talk to Tech State coach Jake Spavadal as well, who was of course our guest on the program last week. Um, But first, uh, first things first, how's married life, (laughs) Bargavi? It's been great. It's just amazing to finally actually live with the person I love. Like it's amazing. <laughs> it's it's just such a crazy concept. I know. You know, we've been long distance for a long, long time. <laughs> uh, you know, we actually we went to college together, but we both graduated a couple years ago. I've been apart since that day. She's been in California and North Carolina, and I've been in Atlanta and Dallas, all over the place, and now finally. We're here together, and I thought no better way to celebrate our time together, celebrate, what, a month and a half of marriage now, than to, a, to take her down to the river walk, right? <laughs> On a work trip. On a work trip. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Well, you know, one thing that I don't think that we realize, like we said, she's just now Bhargavi Jayaraja, because I don't think that we really understand how much goes into just the whole marriage thing and getting everything changed. We only got our marriage certificate like two weeks ago and we were married in June. Yeah. And then we had to go to the Social Security office and still haven't gotten a Social Security card. It's been almost two months. So yeah. why didn't nobody tell us that marriage involves so much paperwork? Yeah, it, it just takes so long. And I'm also in the middle of applying to jobs, so I just don't know which name to use. <laughs> Well, I, you know, it's funny because because when you were trying to figure out your email address for your alumni email address at your old college, it was, do I go Bargavi Karmuri? Do I go Bargavi J.R. Raja? Do I just go Bargavi? And that's what we ended up doing. But uh, but man, it's a, it's a lot of fun, isn't it? Having to figure out all these logistical things right before I'm about to leave you for three months. Yep. So much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we won't wait any longer. We're going to go ahead and get into our interviews. First up, we have North Texas Offensive Coordinator Bodie Reader. so stick around. We'll be right back. We're joined now by a very special guest, North Texas Offensive Coordinator Bodie Reeder. Bodie, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Well, to start things off, we're having you here today because you were named to our 40 under 40 list and Remind me if I'm wrong, I, I think you got a lot of years before you hit 40, right?
1: Uh, 32 years old. 32 yes. years old. Yes. <laughs> wow.
0: And the offensive coordinator at an FBS school. So I guess my first question is just how do you think you've been able to have so much success at a young age?
1: Uh, very, very lucky. Um, not afraid to admit that I've had some lucky breaks along the way and learned from some great people. And um, I think that it's a combination of a, number one, I was very, very lucky to play at a school like Eastern Illinois University. And, and um, I don't know how many people know, but there's a lot of coaches that have came from that school. And I had a taste for the game and I was lucky enough to get a start there at, at Eastern Illinois being a graduate assistant and and really just kind of kick off my career and then was given the opportunity to be a, a play caller at a very, very young age uh, by Clayt Birmingham at University of Wisconsin-Stout. And uh, from there, I uh, took a shot and got and took a role at Oklahoma State that I was fortunate to get that uh, really was kind of like a master's degree in football for me and uh, opened a lot of doors and met a lot of different people and then was lucky enough to go to to Eastern Washington be a part of a program that was already established and already winning a lot of games and doing great things on offense and learn from great people there. And uh, my boss there, Aaron Best, was just tremendous and uh, kind of grooming me in different philosophies and being um, in a different part of the country was a, a great great opportunity for me and then uh, you know coach at trail really uh, blessed me and my family with the opportunity to come to UNT and I, I just couldn't be uh, couldn't be more fortunate.
0: Yeah uh, starting off at Wisconsin Stouts I mean how did you kind of get connected with that job and so quickly become in a play caller role?
1: Well um, I was working at, at Eastern Illinois and I was actually a defensive graduate assistant. Really? Yeah that's probably one of the best things I ever did in my career was was uh my, my head coach said, you know, Bodie, you just got, I just got done playing. He said, you can stay on, but you're going to defense. And I was awful. I was the worst <laughs> graduate assistant of all time because I couldn't – I was drawing everything upside down. I mean, I was uh, <laughs> I was terrible, and those guys were patient with me. And But I learned a different side of the ball. And I think it kind of – I mean, I've never made a tackle in my whole life, but I got a chance to be on defense and see how they look at things. And a guy that I was working with uh, knew the head coach at um, – At UW Stout, and and they brought me up there, and was quickly named the the play caller. um, You know, after I got up there, and uh, just again, I've I've had some lucky stars looking over me.
0: Yeah, well, just learning defense. How much do you think that helped you just develop your own offense?
1: Well, I think it was uh, beneficial for a couple different you know areas. One is I can teach the quarterback uh, different coverage elements and. Uh, you know, blitz techniques and tips and and tricks to to recognition. And then uh, when you organize a game plan, I think it's good to see uh, what a defense base is and and how they're going to adjust to formation of the boundary and, you know, yada, 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 different stuff. And um, I think it was just eye-opening to me because typically as a a player you only know one avenue. And then I got a chance to flip around and and really learn a lot about the game that I had no idea about.
0: Yeah. Well, and then moving on to Oklahoma State, I, what did you learn most from Mike Gundy, especially there?
1: Um, well, um, uniquely enough, like how small this is, but it, I think it's a great thing is it, it really uh, allowed me to study the quarterback because I was I was with the quarterbacks and study the quarterback and gun technique and. Um, you think you know until you really get exposed to somebody that studies it like Mike Yursich who was my the the offensive coordinator there and and, you know you always hear about you know catching the ball come to balance and letting it rip but you can break down the technique and steps and you know the different ways of doing things and I thought that was tremendous for me in coaching the position because I want to be in the gun and I want to uh, be in the spread and those things and the Learning the the technique of the gun play was was huge for me, and then I truly learned tempo at at Oklahoma State. And it's easy to say we're gonna play fast, but how are you gonna do it, and how are you gonna do it effectively, and are you gonna use it at the right time, um, and then what can your players handle in in regards to tempo? I learned I learned that and. Um, it 's benefited me uh, quite a bit
0: well, I, I know that when we talked last time, you were very clear that you don't see yourself as an air raid guy or any sort of really guy. you kind of just see yourself as a guy who makes winning offense. Uh, how do your stops along the way kind of help you develop what works for you
1: well you know i wouldn't say uh, I think you know kind of introspectively i don't, i wouldn't say you know we want to be air raid i wouldn't say we want to be ground a pound. What is true is we want to win. That's what I you know I mean by that, and, and I don't care what the game necessarily looks like. You know if we want to throw it, and what's effective for us is throwing the ball around the yard one week, and the next week they're giving us the run game. That's what's important to me is that it that ultimately we win the game. Um, and I, you know Oklahoma State it was uh, eye opening in the RPO game that was big, and then using those air raid concepts on third down, and then went to to Eastern Washington where they were more west coast-ish and i know that's yeah just because on the west coast yeah right (laughs) but uh but what they were doing in regards to using personnel and uh different formations and the variety of quick game uh that opened my eyes to a different way to do it and then you know you blend them and you take what you like you throw away what you don't like and ultimately you're left with things you're really comfortable with and i think that's where we've fallen at right now
0: since you've been a play caller for so long, how much of this is sort of trial and error, figuring out, you know, how do these aspects work together?
1: Well, um, first to admit, I did not invent anything that we're doing. And I'm the world's greatest, you know, idea stealer. And (laughs) I think that a lot of it is trial and error. And I think that we have to look ourselves in the eye every once in a while and say, do we have the personnel to do this? And I think 100% of of what we do has got to be uh, conducive to what our guys can handle and what they're really good at. So a lot of trial and error and a lot of learning that, hey, this play looks really good when this team runs it, but we can't do that play or we have a, a variation that is uh, maybe better fit for us.
0: Well, and you've worked, like you said, with some good quarterbacks, like Mason Rudolph, obviously. But, you know, I think it's interesting that you mentioned we'll do whatever it takes to win because obviously last season, you know, Gage Cabrud goes down. You have five guys rush for 350 yards, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you, how do you kind of remake, I guess, in some senses, an offense on the fly to fit your personnel like that?
1: Well, I think it starts with the quarterback, like you said. Um, you're only going to be as good as probably what that guy can handle, and I don't think that's necessarily um, always the case in some offenses. You know, people are going to have systems. It doesn't matter who you plug in; they're we're going to run X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, concepts, but. I think that a strength of what we can do is is conform ourselves to that quarterback. And maybe a guy's going to be more of a zone read guy. Maybe a guy needs to be more play action and, and drop back pass. But I think you need to start with the trigger guy and see how he can you know deliver the ball to different areas of the field. And if he can't handle a ton, then you don't put a ton on him. And uh, I think that's what we we did a good job of it at Eastern Washington. Was just we have all the the pieces of the offense its like a puzzle he's got to put it put it together and I think that he's got to give that guy the opportunity to be successful well
0: a quick aside so Houston obviously plays Washington State earlier in the year and engage now at Washington State looks like he's going to become the starter what should Houston fans kind of know about him uh, as he heads into that game
1: um he's Jim Rant uh he's a lot like the guy we got now at North Texas uh he loves the game and I think that when you look at quarterbacks and really, football players in general, a lot of people love the idea of playing football. But do they like six a.m. runs? Do they like throwing extra? Do they like the lifts? Do they like doing extra film work? Do they like just living and breathing the game? Engage loves and breathes the game of football, and he'll be ready to go. And uh, super proud of that kid and what he's accomplished and what he's overcome. And uh, I really, you know, Mason Fine is that mold and that guy of just loves loves the game of football.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move over to, to Unt a little bit. So since the offseason you know we've, we've kind of heard some of the things that you're maybe bringing in and you know tight end seems to be one of the biggest things I, I can't talk to anybody around the program without them talking about Kelvin Smith what have you kind of seen from him this offseason how is he adjusting to being a more versatile player in this offseason? well
1: um Kelvin is a he's what you want and a number one just a, a teammate and a student athlete inside your program he's a yes sir no sir hardest working guy um you know knows the grindstone will pick up anything that you put at him and what that allows him to do is be very versatile inside the offense because he's not in a box of well he can only do you know a couple different things because of what he can handle he has put himself in a position where he can be a very uh, you know flexible versatile player for us um i'm really excited about him i'm i'm thankful to have him and he deserves to have a good year shoot man that guy's worked his rear end off and and paid his dues what exactly are some of the
0: responsibilities that you ask of your tight ends in this offense
1: you have to be very multiple um it it next to quarterback i would say it might be the toughest position to play and also, i'm gonna say quarterback as i coach those guys but uh <laughs> you know you got to be able to play at the end of the line right with your hand down you got to be able to play split out you have to be able to play in the backfield and you have to be able to play um a variety of different skill sets when you know catching the ball and 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 blocking at the line of scrimmage and and then being a fullback so I think that that's what uh makes that position special is the versatility when you talk about fullback
0: uh you know who are some of the guys that you've been working out in that role because it's obviously not a position that North Texas has traditionally played with Mm
1: -hmm. uh Kyla Powell has done a great job for us um Cole McCrary has done a a good job for us and then you're going to see uh Kelvin back there um you know the the thing that we need to continue to do is just build depth at that spot and, you know over the course of recruiting classes and I think we've done a great job and um, the more versatile and the more uh, you know the heavier workload those guys can handle the, the more take they're going to get and ultimately the be- you know more opportunity to get the ball. So when it comes to running back you
0: know in that backfield there are so many guys obviously DeAndre Torrey was the guy last year um, but Lauren Easley was kind of the guy coming into the year Nick Smith also back there a couple other guys how do you kind of feel like you're going to manage all those guys in the backfield.
1: Well, I think uh, Coach Cobbs really has a blessing because when you have that many guys that can play, uh, you have competition every day. And it's uh, you better bring your A game, bring your lunch pail, or you may not get the rock. And they're all talented. They're all great teammates and, and work hard. I think that uh, it'll be really interesting going into fall camp to see how that shakes out because uh, we, there's only one ball out there. And, and you know we got to figure out who's going to be uh, getting the majority of those carries now. Um, DeAndre did a great job in spring ball, and I'm excited to see Lauren play. I've never really you know seen him do a whole lot other than video because of him you know coming back from injury. And I know he's a great young man and, and ready to go. And there's a the rest of those guys are ready to push for time too. So I think that's a good thing. I, I think that uh, you know the old saying is a, a rising tide rises all ships, and it'll make everybody better.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's go back a little bit. So this job obviously comes open because Graham Harrell very late in the process gets mm-hmm. the job at USC uh, how did coach Luttrell kind of get in touch with you and just timing wise what was this process like
1: well as whirlwind I if I'm could be incorrect in this I, I was on the road in Sacramento it might have been Seattle recruiting and I got a phone call from Texas didn't have the number know, it was somebody from the staff that was actually reaching out to me to to gauge my interest, and uh, I think Coach had done some independent research to see just some names that that people had uh, maybe bringing up, or you know, guys across the country that were you know doing different things on offense, and landed on me, and and, and they called to see if I'd be interested, and um, sure, sure was my. What made this move interesting for our family was my wife and I just had our first baby a, a month ago, and uh, her folks are here in Flower Mound, so uh with having a chance to have a ch- our first child and be close to family you don't get a chance to do that in this profession very much typically you're ripping your family apart you know you're taking you know you're, you know away from family and to get closer was a no-brainer
0: yeah well what did you kind of know about uh seth latrell when you took the job
1: well uh coach has been successful everywhere he's been and they've been some unique places he's uh, obviously, he was a tremendous player and, and at OU and then, you know, got into it at Kansas as a GA under uh, Coach Mangino, and they they won ball games. And then went to Tech and, uh, you know, coached for Coach Leach and won games. But then he, you know, went to Arizona and got a chance to call it, and they put up great numbers, and he was around great players and uh, great quarterback play. And then he took a job at uh, Indiana, and they put up numbers where they've never really put up numbers before. And, I, and you hear about that in the coaching profession of guys doing jobs like – like what he did and then went to North Carolina and obviously did a great job. So I've been following him and I, it's easy to watch and, and find people that are kind of have similar, you don't really know, but similar philosophies of you offensively because you watch them on Saturday and you saw him throwing the ball down the field, saw him throwing the RPO uh, and then, you know, running the football, which is ultimately really what, you know, want to do. Uh, so I was really really excited and um, I think like we talked the last time I just had to find out what was in his mind you know um, I'm hungry and uh, ultimately this is the only thing I know how to do I don't know how to farm don't I drive a truck don't know I have no other skills but 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 coaching football so it's what kind of consumes me and he uh, was somebody that I really wanted to get around
0: yeah well I know that the thing that everybody wants to talk about is Mason Fine so do you what do you remember from the first couple practices of working with him?
1: Um perfectionist. And I think that can go both ways. Like that sucker will he is hard on himself now and because he wants to be great and very very talented physically can throw the ball place it anywhere he wants to put it uh, but you know just slippery enough to make plays with his feet and really wants the next step and wants to continue to get better all the time. I've really been impressed with him and he's he's a smart kid and the best thing about him he's super honest with you. If I bring in something that he doesn't like, it takes me about ten seconds to find it out and uh, yeah okay we'll move on to something else because I'm gonna make sure that guy's comfortable.
0: Yeah, well, when it came to taking this job, I mean having Mason back this year, having you know guys like Jalen Darden, having guys like uh, Rico Bussy back. I mean how much of an advantage is that just for you coming in with such an experienced team
1: well I mean to say I wouldn't have taken the job if he wasn't back would be a lie I, you know I was lucky to, to get this opportunity but the fact that he was coming back with all those uh, playmakers and uh, obviously an experienced offensive line was just a cherry on top I mean uh, they've won a lot of ball games and they've done really well offensively uh, a long time before I got here so I'm just trying to to come in and and add a, a couple different tweaks and, and and flavors to it and see what we can't do. But it was really exciting to have an experienced quarterback because I think that, I mean, again, me being the quarterback coach is going to be a little bit biased, but if you got a, if you got a trigger guy, you got a shot, and it doesn't probably matter what kind of offense you run. When you came in, I, I've
0: heard coaches say both things. Some coaches don't want to watch film of the old staff. They don't want to see what they were doing before. They want to do their own thing. And some want to watch all the films, see everything that they've done. What's kind of your approach to evaluating your roster?
1: 100%. The watch, watch film. But last two jobs I've taken, Eastern Washington and North Texas, I watch every every clip. I want to know what those guys can do. I want to know what they've been asked to do. And uh, down the road, type thing is I. You get a feel for what the competition is they're playing against. You know, um, I had no experience with the Big Sky Conference before I went to Eastern Washington. But if you watch their games, you got a feel for. All right. I think this guy's pretty good, but then you you know you watch him protect against a, a defensive lineman in that league, and you are like, okay, maybe he's more average for that competition. And the same thing when he came to Conference USA, I knew nothing about it, so I thought it was important for me to watch the ball just to see, all right, what are we getting into? And then um, the best thing that I did at Eastern Washington, I think, uh, has been the same at North Texas, is I learned their language. Um, when we went to Eastern Washington, I wasn't going to change a word, you know, because it's a lot easier for me to learn their words, and, and, and manipulate them. Same way with North Texas, especially with Coach being such a, you know, a heavy hand in the offense. Um, so I was going to see, okay, this is what that play looks like visually. And, and again, on the flip side, you kind of see who those guys are and how they move around against the competition that we'll be facing.
0: Well, you mentioned Coach obviously being involved on in offense. I mean, Seth Luttrell is an offensive guy. When you come in and, you know, you have your own ideas about how to run an offense and what it's going to look like mm-hmm. and how guys will line up, and then Coach Luttrell has his own idea of how to do that. I mean, just from a playbook perspective, from a terminology perspective, from a from just a running and offense perspective, how does that work?
1: Uh, he was A, number one, 100% open and curious about what we had been doing. Um, I don't think Coach wanted to hire somebody to come in and just be his secretary. And uh, he wanted to, to improve. And, again, improves is a strong word because they were already so good. I guess just <clears> – <throat> new twists or, you know, you know, flavors to what they were already doing. Uh, but he was a great sounding board because coach, I want to do this motion. What's your word for it? Right. You know, just like if you would go into a new office, you know, area and say, coach, I want to make a copy. Where's the copier? Like just trying to get to know your surroundings and, and how to speak their language. He was tremendous. And, um, we can bounce ideas off each other. And he, uh, he's he's been really great
0: yeah well next question what's the biggest difference between cheney washington and denton texas
1: the weather (laughs) yeah uh cheney is you know obviously we we loved it out there it's uh well we're like we were dumb midwesterners when my wife and i moved out there we thought the whole state of washington rained the whole time but you know there's this big mountain range right in the middle of the state and the weather bounces off of it and goes back towards the coast so the eastern part of the state's really dry we were shocked when we you know it's beautiful and uh we loved it but uh got down here some sunshine and warm weather that's been been pretty cool
0: well i I think today's the first 100 degree day of the year how are you handling it so far well
1: everybody said like don't get used to this right we're going through (laughs) summer like it's been mild but uh yeah we're ready to turn up the heat
0: since moving to denton have you guys kind of found a a spot maybe a restaurant or something like that that's that you've really (laughs) gravitated towards yeah
1: you know if you don't like barbecue you don't like mexican food you know Good luck. <laughs> but, uh, no, we've, we've got lots of good stuff. And, uh, you know, there's we live in a great area. There's not a better place to me than Denton because uh, it's a great college town. There's a, a lot of stuff to do. Uh, it's a, a tremendous scene for uh, college athletics, and you're not going to be bored.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we have one more segment. I'm going to move this out of the way. So we've actually got a wheel over here, a wheel of questions. So you go ahead and spin this, and whatever it lands on, you got to answer truthfully, all right? Yeah.
1: Okay. This way? Yeah, any right. either way. Ooh,
0: Ooh. best hip hop album. <laughs> That's, That's a tough a one. one. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like Graduation by Kanye West. That's a good answer. I like uh man. <laughs> you, I, mean, I mean, when I was in college, like, that's when the Carters were coming out, right? With, right. Uh, you know, like, Lil Wayne. Sure, Those sure, sure. Just, uh, unbelievable. It is uh, funny. Yeah. It is <laughs> yeah. funny because
0: I think that a lot of the, uh, a lot of the coaches, obviously, because we did this at the Texas High School Coaches Association convention, a lot of guys who answered this question, probably not 32. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a little bit more than nice. that. Well, that's, yeah. yeah. I, it's like
1: uh, when, you know, you go through the interview process and you're talking to different schools, and, like, you know, you're pretty young. I said, actually, I think it, it helps me. Yeah, you know, talk how they talk, you know, walk how they walk, you know, you can you you see it through their eyes a little bit. So, uh, yeah, not many people probably saying the Carter about you know.
0: (laughs) It is kind of interesting. I mean, just being around college kids basically since the time you were in college. Do you think it kind of keeps you in touch with everything a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I love this job for football, but I love being around the guys. You know, I've never had a bad day. And i mean that because those guys are so special no matter what school i've been at they're so fun to be around and you get to see them go through experiences that you've had and uh it's just so fun
0: yeah well what are you looking most forward about to the season
1: you know honestly i i'm looking forward to the unknown and that sounds um weird or different but I think any time that you go into a new area of the country and a new conference, and uh, you're around new coaching staff, you don't know ultimately how it's going to, you know, pan out. And we have a good idea, but it'll be fun to see different stuff and and play against new teams. And uh, like I was asking Coach Tommy Maynard today, we were walking back from working out at lunch. And I was like, "Say, hey, uh, like, where do we park on game day?" Like, I don't know anything, right? <laughs> right, like, you right, know, right. So I, I'm just excited to find out, like. What's a game day like? You know, what, what are Friday nights like before the game? Because all that stuff, the pageantry and all, is, is so fun.
0: Awesome. Well, hey, UNT has a great home slate this year. They've got Houston at home. They, mm. they play SMU on the road, but still in the Metroplex. A lot of really good games. They're picked to win Conference USA West, so there is pressure. But uh, we know that they're up for the challenge. Anyway, thank you so much, Coach Reeder. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you again real soon.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks again to Bodie Reader for joining the program. Like he said, he just had a baby. He just moved back to the, the Texas area. His wife is from the area, so he c- can maybe understand a little bit of what we're going through. <laughs> but now we're going to go ahead and move on to a conversation that Greg Tepper actually had with Texas A&M Commerce coach David Bailiff. So stick around. We'll be right back.
2: Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here in the Built with Chocolate Milk Coach's Lounge at the THSEA Coaching School and Convention. Here with the head coach of the Texas A&M Commerce Lions, it is our pal, David Bailiff. Coach, it is great to see you. We haven't talked with you since you took the gig at, at Commerce, but I got to tell you, you know, we were, we were concerned when uh, Commerce lost Colby Carthel because we were awful fond of Colby Carthel. He goes, Stephen F. Austin. That job opens up. We're like, oh, no. Boy, I hope they hire somebody we like. And they hired you. Good. So I hope everything you like me. Every, <laughs> <laughs> everything works out great. Yeah. How has how has the transition to, to commerce been?
3: You know, it's it's been it's been really smooth. Our athletic director Tim McMurray's mm-hmm. just amazing guy, and our president Mark Rudin, uh, he's been there a little longer than me. He's from Boise State, and you know he wants to win, and he's a fabulous man, fabulous leader. The town is incredible. Mm-hmm. Residents of ten thousand. It's like actually a lot like Sam Marcus was when I went to school there. Right uh the university is a little bit larger than the town and that's what uh, it is in commerce 10,000 residents 12,000 students um you know it's but it's uh, I, I have enjoyed every minute of it i uh tank of gas may last you three weeks you know it's five <laughs> five minutes to the office yeah you know at home so you can actually run home and and have lunch at, at the house if you want to and uh, and colby carthell did a fabulous job there yeah. you know and he's left us a lot of talent and uh, I actually called him when I got the job. I've known Colby and his dad for a long time. and When he got the job, I had to call him. I said, hey, couldn't you just win
2: one nine one year? You had to win <laughs> ten games in a national championship. And- well, and that's what's, what's, that's what's so interesting about this job is, you know, we, we know Tim McMurray as well. They're the athletic director, and, and it is very clear. That they are committed to winning, and they are committed to putting a good product and giving you know giving you what you need to succeed, and, and that's got to be comforting.
3: Well, it is, and you know, and that's you know what's amazing. Uh, we just ordered one hundred and twenty new football helmets. The the Vices helmets. We're putting down new turf. Uh, we're building a, a brand new locker room. Yeah. And it's things that, that were needed that were were in motion before I got there. And, but they're, they're, it, the, all three of those things are happening right now. Yeah. So it's been a, a great time taking it over. And Tim and I had worked together when I was the head coach at Texas State, mm-hmm. and he was my young liaison to the athletic director. So there's a lot of familiarity there. And, you know, and you get to where you're going to work for people you like and you're going to work for people that are high energy and you're going to work for people that uh, our vision was very shared and what, what, what needs to continue to happen there. Uh, because Colby did, he brought that town, really the town, back to, to life. You know, and they they expect now, you know, they stop you in the supermarket. So you will win us a national championship, <laughs> coach. So the expectations are quite high there, and you know that, that's funny. That's what the kids. You know, you want high expectations. Yeah, and, you don't uh, you don't want to have to convince them to win you know, a title. This is the first job I've ever taken as a head coach. It's not a rebuilding yeah. situation. This is one where the expectation is you better win ten. Yeah. And that's what the players expect, and the, the university and the town.
2: Absolutely, it is. Um, you know, I'm I'm interested. You know, your previous job at, at, at Rice, you've you've bounced around at, at, at you know at the FBS level. Now you're, you're at Division two. Uh, for you, the biggest the biggest difference, the biggest uh, adjustment for you is
3: the the scholarship management. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've got 36 scholarships that we can divide however we want, uh, and just tracking those numbers to make sure you you average to 36. You know that's been quite an adjustment because yeah. it was really easy at Division One yeah. or even at Texas State. You just everybody was on a full scholarship. Yeah. You know, and here you factor in uh, there's a lot of different factors on how much what an aid package you could put together, um, and and that's when I took the job. I said y'all are going to have to really help me. I have no background in 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 doing this, so. I've spent a lot of time with the financial aid people and their coaches have explaining to me, you know, so it's it's becoming more of a lifestyle I understand now. That I, but when I got there, that was completely foreign.
2: Yeah, it's 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 a brave new world. But you know, you mentioned you're you're taking over a program that that that's ready to win right now. I'm I'm interested when when you addressed your team, you know, as a head coach for the first time. What was what was your message to them? Just that that Colby's left
3: us a good blueprint. Good blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know we're going to follow that blueprint. Uh, there's going to be some changes because I'm, I'm not Colby, but uh, we need to keep our winning ways and we need to keep making this game fun. And uh, you know I think that was been a pretty smooth transition with the players mm-hmm. uh, too. I think they had already bought into Colby and they they want to win. And and you know it's just players and this is just human nature. Uh, who's ever going to feed them and hug them? you know they're they're going to, it's no different if a if a dog walks in your backyard you open that glass door and it runs off but it's back the next morning you leave it a saucer of milk and it drinks <laughs> it and, and you open the door and it runs and day 3 it doesn't run anymore mm-hmm. you know these are my kids now these this is a team I'm responsible for and uh, and they know it you know I'm going to we're going to work hard we're going to treat them like like family and Try to win a bunch of football games and try to get them graduated along the way.
2: It's it's going to be a lot of fun. We're really excited, and and I'm um, you know you're 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 the new, you're one of the new faces in the Lone Star Conference. Uh, when you take a look at this conference uh, and what you're going to be facing this year, uh, I'm, I'm interested in how you kind of see the the conference right now. It seems like it's really balanced, and it seems like man, it seems like there's just a lot of good coaches out there. Well, you
3: know it does, and I, you know Witten's done a fabulous job. Yeah. Uh, at Tarleton, you just you look at, at Midwestern and Tarleton, and you know I know A&M uh, Kingsville's on the rise, and same at, at Eastern. It looks like there's more parity than people really realize. Even watching the film, I think Permian Basins even doing a nice job of improving every year. Uh, you know, I, got, I played the Lone Star Conference back at Southwest Texas, so so I'm back in it. And, you don't know, have an old old conference ring from. When we won the conference, when I was a player for the Lone Star Conference, my
2: my mom was a was a Southwest Texas Strutter, and so it's a, when when people say SWT, I love Texas State. We had Jake Spavitol on yesterday. Love Texas State, but uh, there's something about SWT that always uh, just those those letters. You know, I'm, well, I know why they changed, but
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's hard when it <laughs> changed. It's one where, of course, what 50 years ago Southwest Normal School, or right. something. You know, so. In, a, in another 10 years, nobody remembered it as Southwest <laughs> Texas. and That's where the, the president there at Texas State got me because she said, you cannot call this Southwest Texas. you got to call it Texas State. you got to rewire and your the brain. The first time I said, uh, you know, I'm the new head coach at Texas State. It's located just
2: Southwest of Austin. You know, I heard, <laughs> <laughs> I heard you cut that nonsense out. He is David Bailiff, and he's going to do one more thing for us. He's going to spin the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. There's nothing on here that's going to get you in trouble. Don't worry. Just spin it. Just give it a spin. Whatever it lands on, we'll ask the question. Well, we're going to to find out what question we're going to ask you. Oh, David Bailiff, what is your spirit animal? Obviously, it's a lion. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) boy. I'm just. here. I'm going to toss this up, and you just swing. Just teed it up for you. That's perfect. It's completely teed it's up. It's got to be a line, Coach. We are so thrilled to, to have you to have you back in the in the mix. We're we're really excited to, to see your Commerce lines this year, and we're, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you.
3: It's going to be fun. Come see us anytime you want. That's Love different. to have you.
2: Absolutely.
3: How about old Dave over? Here? Still going? Ninety four. Uh, can you believe that? Unbelievable. He's, just he's a yeah. machine. Yeah just talking and signing, communicating, making sure everything's spelled perfectly, you gotta love him. That's a great guy. Thanks for what you do. Appreciate you. you.
0: Thanks again to both Coach Bailiff and Coach Reader for joining the program. Uh, Coach Reeder graciously came into studio with us, actually, so we'll actually have a video up soon, Um, and Coach Bailiff, we released the video last week, actually, but he joined us at coaching school. It was a great conversation. I mean, again, he knows football in this state better than almost anybody. He's worked with almost anybody that you can think of in this state and had a lot of success and now going down to Texas a m Commerce, I think he's going to be able to continue the tradition that, uh, that Colby Carthel started over there. But anyway, thanks again to everybody for joining us. Thank you to our sponsor, North Texas Honda Dealers. Bargavi, you want to do the honors? <laughs> don't mind if I do. Uh, you can find all of our work at TexasFootball.com, follow us on Facebook at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, follow us on Twitter at dctf find our magazine on bookshelves everywhere and subscribe at texasfootball.com slash subscribe i'm telling you if you want to help us out people oftentimes ask me you know what's the best thing that you can do to help support us help support our organization help support me nothing helps us out more than when you subscribe because and you get the summer magazine you get the winter recruiting magazine it's 1995 for the first year plus some shipping and handling I mean, that's basically the price of the magazine. I mean, it, the math doesn't even add up. I, I have to ask our business people what's going on there. But and you get access, of course, to all of our premium online content, which we'll have plenty more coming out and start having a little bit more on the college side, too, which I think people are going to be really excited about. But anyway, thank you so much to, for joining us. Thanks again to Coach Reeder. Thanks again to Coach Bailiff. Thank you again to my wife. My wife, (laughs) she knew I was going to do that at some point. (laughs) She knew that it was coming, but yeah. (laughs) But thanks again. Next week we'll hopefully be back with Ishmael Johnson. But thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be back with you again real soon.